love learning about interior design? Do you wish you could know even more about feng shui, styling your home, where to buy the perfect furniture pieces, and more? Well, you can. We offer online classes. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the shop tab, and you'll see our three 45-minute online classes. Purchase them one by one for $40 a piece or get the value pack of all three classes for $90 and we'll throw in the paperback version of our book for free. Heck, I'll even autograph it for you. Be sure to use promo code PODCAST at checkout to get 15% off your order. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. happy holidays everyone tis the season for gifting for snuggling under blankets and also for horrific colds i have been absent from the airwaves for a week because i have had laryngitis and of course laryngitis followed horrible colds uh we had our whole family over for thanksgiving and everyone got sick and for some reason it just lingered I hope that you guys had a healthier holiday season than I've been having, and I hope that you've been really enjoying your home. It's really the time of year when having a beautiful home that you love really pays off emotionally. Not only do you feel great when you're entertaining, you also feel so cozy when you're at home. I can't tell you what a difference in my mental health a fireplace and a really warm blanket have made. I hope you feel that too. That's the power of interior design. All right, without further ado, let's dig into this mailbag because I have lots piling up from when I was away. My first question comes from Kara, and Kara writes, Betsy, I've become a premium member so I can hear all the podcast episodes that are available only to members. I am so excited to listen. And yes, guys, if you're not a premium member, this would be the perfect holiday gift to ask for or to give to yourself. It's $5.99 a month, and not only do you get my monthly bonus episode, which is a little bit more revealing. I go in depth in terms of projects I'm personally working on, challenges I'm facing. It's pretty much my interior design diary. But also I share other things and answer listener questions from premium members, go in depth on certain topics. You won't want to miss it. Just go to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the podcast tab, and it will give you all the information about how to sign up and start downloading the over 50 bonus episodes that have accumulated. Also, um, as I mentioned, it's $5.99 a month, but the more months you purchase, the cheaper it becomes. I think a full year is, I don't know, but it's quite affordable and it helps to sustain our podcast. So Kara, thank you for supporting us. Your membership is going directly towards producing this podcast. All right, to your questions. I have two questions for Betsy. What are her best design and decorating ideas for an Airbnb slash VRBO? All right, Kara, here's what you want to think about because we decorate a lot of these. In fact, I decorated one in South Carolina virtually this week. What you want to be thinking about is you want to be creating that experience for people. 
You want to be making the space aspirational. If it's a beach house, you want to reflect that with beachy, soothing colors. If it's a ski lodge, you want it to feel cozy, woody, comfortable. And so first of all, think of those adjectives that you want someone to feel in the space or why they would be booking this space. The other thing you want to think about is it's all about the photos. That is how you market and sell these spaces. Nobody's going to come in and look at it in person before they actually book. It's all about the online presence. So you want to put those amazing details, those adjectives in your description, but you want pictures that pop. So for instance, I was designing this South Carolina space and it's kind of a summer retreat. It's a guest house that's not far from the water, even though it's not on the water. So we didn't want it to feel super beachy, but more like an oasis, right? And so we wanted to play with the sort of farmhouse details that are there, but make it feel somewhat coastal. We used a foundation of different tones of blue. We popped it, and the key is pop, with some lime green. So that way, you know, not everything is muted because in pictures, muted doesn't sell. Muted doesn't translate. You want some vibrancy, even if it's that 10% pop. So our 10% was this bright, yummy lime that said summer, because that's when people are booking. It says fresh, but it also is in keeping with colors that people generally like. You want to avoid colors that people don't generally like or colors that might make the space feel, you know, you know, I don't like to use these masculine feminine terms, but too girly or too over the top in one way or another. So you do want to avoid colors like purple, like orange, which are quite divisive. Even though they pop, people don't generally tend to be drawn to them. They're controversial. You also want to think about patterns. Oh, so important to choose some patterns because that is what's making it eye-catching. And you want to think about great art because we want to break up these large swaths of walls. We want to set your space apart from other spaces, and that is key. You may also want to go a little bit further in making it aspirational by setting the table right, with plates and cups so that they can envision having their family there. You may want to really style the bed so that it feels extra sumptuous and decadent. Think about those little touches that will really provide that experiential photo. All right, the next question you asked, Kara, is what are some great paint colors to recommend for a windowless bedroom and attached bathroom? Well, you can really go with any paint color you choose. You just wouldn't want it to be too dark because this space doesn't get any natural light. It probably has a tendency to be dark. So I would stay in the lighter tones. As you know, I prefer beiges and blues for bedrooms because those are quite soothing. I avoid yellows and peaches and pinks and of course reds because those are colors of energy which don't promote sleep. I don't tend to do a bathroom in a color. I tend to do it in a neutral, like a beige or a gray or an off-white. And the reason is because if people are doing their makeup in this space, the color of the bathroom walls, be it blue or green or whatever color, will cast a pallor on the person's skin and make it not look true, right? So you won't get a real sense of how you're looking if you're doing your makeup in a windowless, colorful bathroom. 
So those are uh, my tips, Kara. I hope that helped. And thanks for being a premium member. Your note went to the tippity top of the mailbag because you helped to support us. You write, finally, thank you. I hope the Christmas season is going great for everyone at AID. I really appreciate that, Kara. Everything is going well over here. You know, usually we slow down around December 17th, and it's pretty much crickets through January 4th. This year has not been the case. We are inundated, which is a good problem. No complaints here, but we have been inundated with clients, with design requests, even for Christmas and for Christmas Eve, people want us to come out. So the fun never stops around here. And hopefully the fun isn't stopping where you are either. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Just out in 2019, our newly released paperback version of our book, Affordable Interior Design, High-End Tips for Any Budget, has just hit shelves. If you want to learn more about selecting your style, picking the perfect paint colors, choosing a color palette that will wow, then you won't want to miss this book. Plus, it has a whole bunch of pretty pictures. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the shop tab, and you will see our book for $14.99. Additionally, if you purchase it on our website, I will personally sign it for you. And if you use promo code podcast at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order. Head to our website and grab your copy today. All right, let me get to the next question. My next question is from Caroline, and she writes, Betsy, I love your podcast. I'm writing from Portland, Oregon, where my fiancé and I just bought our first home. We're painting our kitchen Mars Capone White from Benjamin Moore. We would like to paint the attached kitchen den seating area a darker color to provide some contrast. But I'm having trouble deciding what color will go with our countertops. What darker colors would go with our countertops and kitchen? Or should we just opt to paint the whole kitchen white? Thanks, Betsy. Caroline. All right, Caroline. Well, you provided some pictures which are a huge help. So you appear to have white cabinetry or maybe off-white cabinetry. You also have a white backsplash and white trim. So the last thing I want you to do is paint more white because then it looks like you have so many different shades of white in one room. For this wall color, I want you to really go with something saturated in terms of a neutral or a true color. Now your countertops are modeled. They have several different colors inside. It looks like they have mostly beiges, like a caramel, an off-white, threads of like a camel, almost bronze type color. From afar, they read like a very warm brown with lots of light flecks in. So hopefully I'm getting the sense of that correctly, but if you wanted to stay with a neutral, well, I'd do the Mars Capone white in the kitchen because I do feel like that might have enough contrast, even though make sure that it really contrasts with those cabinets because you're going to get that white on white on white effect and it just looks like you shopped at the white store and you kind of mismatched, right? But then in that den, go two, three, maybe even four shades darker, which means you'd be going towards a beige or light brown. I think that would be a really nice choice, especially with your yellow curtains and your blue bar stools. It would allow you to be really playful with these accents if you have neutral walls. It will also allow you to switch out those accent colors 
if and when you choose. That would be my recommendation, Caroline, and congratulations on getting your first home. That is so exciting. All right, let me move to Emily's question. Emily writes, Hi, Betsy. I recently found your podcast and I've been binge listening. I love your practical thoughts, your genuine advice, and your honesty. I'm currently a licensed professional counselor and have utilized decorating as my go-to self-care activity. There are so many elements of decorating that coincide with psychology. I would love to learn more about design in your certification class. I'm also curious about any other books you'd recommend. I've read yours, but I need more. My husband is a real estate agent and he flips houses. Our long-term goal is for me to assist in the renovation part and always be on trend for the remodels. Any recommendations on how to stay up to date with the latest trends, styles, and what buyers like? Thank you so much for your help. So Emily, I'm going to answer your last questions first and your first questions last. When you're thinking about staying on trend, I would not do it with elements of a remodel because those elements you won't be changing for a long time. So for instance, the backsplash, the flooring, the kitchen cabinets, I would keep those somewhat classic so they have universal appeal, but also so they don't look dated. You know, if you completely embrace the farmhouse style with all of your selections, well, it's going to look dated in a few years. And not everyone is going to be drawn to that look. Rather, I would suggest that you bring in those trends in the accents that you choose, the mixer color, the um, jars on top of the kitchen counters, the styling, the staging, right? That's where I'd bring in those trends and those pops. Whenever I'm looking for the most up-to-date information, whenever I'm looking to really feed my soul, and visually inspire me for what's going on right now, I look to magazines, blogs, and the internet, right? I love Lonnie Mag. I love, of course, Domino. Now they have an online presence. I love House Beautiful. I love Veranda. I love Traditional Home. So my advice is to gravitate towards blogs, posts, websites like Apartment Therapy, and magazines for what's hot, hot, hot. Now, I do like books for foundational knowledge, right? So for styling, I love Emily Henderson's book. I also just got a new book. Hold on, hold on. Let me go get it. Okay, had to run to the bookcase. So this is a book that's hot off the presses, and it's called The Elements of a Home, Curious Histories Behind Everyday Household Objects from Pillows to Forks. This is such a great book if you want to learn history, if you really want to immerse yourself in the other layers of interior design so that you can become more of an expert. Now, is it going to help you day to day? I don't think so. But it's that fun sort of factoid stuff. You know, if you go on Jeopardy and they have a home decor category, this will help you to hit it out of the park. And the other book that I recommend is actually in the back of my book. So I'm going there right now. Oh yes, it's called The Pocket Decorator. So The Pocket Decorator is amazing because it's basically design school between two covers. It gives you all these definitions. You can look it up like a quick dictionary. I love it. And when I was first designing, I relied on this like a textbook to give me that quick information and to make me sound like a total pro when my clients lobbed some weird questions at me. Now, 
I completely agree with you that interior design is very much like psychology because clients come to me in crisis. Nobody comes to affordable interior design because they're having a good day. They call us because they ordered a sofa that's too big. You guys have probably heard my analogy about the person that had the baby shark and she had to put it in a tank and never move it. So she had to make a lifelong decision for this baby shark and she was really in a time crunch. You know, People call me, in fact, somebody last week called me, a big major corporation called me, and they needed me to design their lobby, their office space, their lounge area, all within two weeks because they have to spend all the rest of their money for the year before January 1st. Oh my gosh. So you're really triaging with people, meeting people where they are. They want to understand that you understand them. That's how they place their trust in you, is that you're a really good listener. You're listening to the challenges that you're facing, and you're able to reflect back those solutions in the form of furniture, decor, but you're also able to reflect back the essence of who they are. People want to feel seen and heard. They want to feel like the choices that you're making for them are truly personalized. That's why it's so critical to have a really in-depth meeting with your clients. Whether it's an initial consult or at Affordable Interior Design, we prefer to fold that in once they've already paid. When we're meeting with them in person, we ask questions that really get to the heart of who they are, not just design-related questions, but where do you like to vacation? What's most important to you in life? What makes you happy? What brings you joy? What are your hobbies? Because when we know more holistically about a person, not just the colors they like, not just the style they gravitate towards. But when we truly understand them in a 360 way, not only is our job more interesting because we love meeting new people, but also we can really create that custom design that feels uniquely them. So Emily, I'm not surprised that as a psychologist, you're gravitating towards this. Now, If you're considering the certification because you want to do this as a hobby, I will tell you that it's too robust a program. The uh, Academy, the Affordable Interior Design Academy, which you can read more about at affordableinteriordesign.com under the Academy tab, is really meant for people who want to take their own clients and start turning their passion into profit, right? It's meant to teach you how to be an interior designer, and how to have those tools and that confidence so that you can start taking on clients and perhaps even having a business, right? So that's what the academy is for. And if that's where you're at, if you're hoping to do this part-time or even full-time, well, let me tell you that your psychology background will certainly come in handy. And if you're not sure if you want to start doing this as a career or not, definitely go to affordableinteriordesign.com and the academy tab. Because I've put a quiz there, you know, based on these calls I've been having with people, I've really been able to laser focus right away on who's right for the academy and who's not. So take that quiz because it asks about eight questions and it will guide you really specifically as to what your next step should be. Should you take my online classes that are perfect for the hobbyist? Should you enroll in design school? Some people should. 
Maybe you don't need to go to school at all. Maybe you need to do a little bit more soul searching, right? This quiz will give you that answer. And then of course, if the Academy is right for you, we can have a call and discuss further. Guys, thank you so much for joining me this holiday season. It warms my heart to know that all of you are out there listening, and I hope that you enjoy time with friends and family, but more importantly, I hope you get some time to just reflect on your own and just take in and be grateful for all the things that surround you, but also get to do some introspective thinking. That's what I'm looking for. You know, as this decade wraps up, I'm carving out time in my calendar to plan my next decade. Where do I want to be in 10 years? What does that look like? You know, I I go to these business masterminds a lot. I have one that I belong to called Strategic Coach, and I go every three months to Chicago, and we really delve in to best practices. And I had an amazing teacher last session who said, he said, you know, people always ask me who your hero is. It was Lee Brower was the teacher. And he was featured on The Secret, that movie, if anyone has seen it. So anyway, he said, people always ask me who my hero is. And he said, my hero is no one outside of myself. My hero is myself in 10 years. And every decade, I make a video, but certainly you don't have to make a video like Lee. You can make a letter or even an audio file, right, of who I want to be in 10 years, who my hero would be in 10 years, what that looks like. And that's what I'm currently thinking about. You know, what can I do to be my own hero in 10 years, whether it's design related or maybe it's something else, right? Something that, of course, incorporates design because that's my passion, but maybe I'm taking it in another vein as well. All right, guys, hopefully that's inspired you to think a little bit this holiday season, and I'll see you next week. Bye. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MDCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.